following program contains explicit language and subject matter and is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Hello? It has to start sometime. What better place than here? What better time than now? Welcome back to Gorilla Radio, episode number 34 of the Zero Fucks podcast. For anyone out there that's new or has just come on, my name's K-Mac. I'm the owner and creator of Gorilla Radio and the Zero Fucks podcast. And thanks for giving us a listen. It's been, well, 34 episodes now, but as of the start of the year, we've had a few chops and changes, but we're um, moving along pretty good i think anyway hope i'll provide you with some entertainment and uh talk about a few things and maybe provide you with a different way of looking at things i guess that's what i really have to offer i'm not a comedian but i see the world you know in different ways and i dig comedians this is our halloween episode you might be able to hear from the track it's halloween I'm going to talk about a pair of clowns, and while I, you know, they may be clowns, they possibly even sign the smartest radio deal in Australian history, which is all right because they've got a combined IQ of 93. It always amazes me. There's also a discussion. I'm going to talk about my uh, personal feud in a court case that's ongoing with the uh, the Masked Singer. I won't say I'm the biggest fan. Actually, I question anyone that watches it because of the way that it's... But that's maybe that's sour grapes, and we'll get into that a bit later. Uh, not to mention, I've got some feedback too, which at the start of the week sort of pissed me off. But I keep asking for feedback, and of course you can get me at feedback at guerrillaradio.com.au. Um... But it was criticising a few things. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to give you a, a 90 second overhaul as to um, uh, everything that, you know, I guess the question was asked of. So there's that. There's an update on Twitter and Instagram. I've got a shout out to a lady who's running a really great campaign. Something I've never heard of before called Frocktober. So. I'll give you the spin on that. And of course, as I said, it's Halloween. But you know that from the theme. Surely, this is scary enough for you. This this tune frightens the fuck out of me. I just always, for some reason, just... Yeah, gives me goosebumps. Anyway, with that, why don't we get the show started? Everybody knows 
is lost Everybody knows the fight was fixed The poor stay poor, the rich get rich That's how it goes Everybody knows So Halloween, we're back Halloween now, this is not something that I generally celebrate, but I have seen it worldwide uh, just sort of oh, grown and grown uh, each year. Some countries obviously participate more in than others. And I, I don't know the history. Should have done the history going into this, but I didn't. But obviously it was an American – well, the Americans have um, made it as popular as it is. The ironic part is – today being the 27th and a little bit ironic that uh, Australia's um, most notorious uh, mass murderer died this earlier this morning, which is no shame because fuck him, he was an animal, but he killed um, nine backpackers. His name's Ivan Malat and hopefully we don't get to talk about him again. Just ironic, it was on the lead up to um, Halloween. And Halloween, although isn't till the 31st, today being the 27th, so you've still got plenty of time to get your, you know, chocolates or sweets or candy or whatever you refer to it as. But over this weekend, there would have been all across the UK and, and the US, and as we're speaking, would be Sunday parties having early... Um, uh, Halloween parties where people dress up and of course you know there's always the the sexy option of all of those um, outfits but you know we we have to look at why why do we have to have things in front of like you know okay it doesn't happen till you know, Thursday why do we have to bring it forward or why can't we wait but the fact is when we do wait it's over and done with people going no oh, well it's just another day so, I mean, are we that fickle? Well, of course we're that fickle. That's the truth. Anyway, it's the reality is, is that, and, and this is about bringing everything forward. It's, every, it's all about the do with money. It's all about getting the ultimate you know, bang for your buck in the system. And, um, you know, for instance, in Australia, hot cross buns now come out in January because they know that people love them. They don't care that they're Easter-related and they're not due till March or April, depending on when Easter falls. It's just that let's, you know, we can get them out there, we can sell them, why not? I think some places sell them year-round now. So, you know, like do, 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 we, do we start to look at scheduling birthdays and saying, yeah, you know what, next year I don't think I want to have a winter birthday. I always have a winter birthday in July. Maybe next year I'll have it in January. I just I just wanted the summer birthday, just a you know no big deal, just cashing on. Is that is that is that the way the world's heading now? Like you've just got to go with whatever you think or whatever's going to be you know best for your buck. Who knows? Anyway, that's just my thoughts. I honestly don't give a fuck um, about whether it's forward or not. But it's interesting because I guess the adult weekend was this weekend, and then the kids. Going around getting chocolates and candy and sweets will happen on Thursday. And then we'll see if we still have Halloween parties next weekend. I don't know. It's possible, I guess. 
Okay, Halloween. Two clowns. I promised you two clowns. This is about oh, on Halloween, I guess. You know, it's about signing the the largest Australian contract for radio uh, that's ever taken place. I want to start from the outset. None of this has been confirmed. This has been speculation, but and it's the Kyle and Jackie O show. They've just been re-signed for another five years. And on the contract, they believe is about uh, $8 million per year to each of them without endorsements, without um, uh, sponsorship from other angles or other businesses. And they've both got you know, TV gigs as well now. But just their breakfast show, I think, runs 6 till 10. I think they do – might even be 7 till 10. I don't know. Um, but this is a, like a, a remarkable signing. You know, and, and while often, you know, I'm saying about these two are being clowns and dum-dums, I think they're actually proving that they're way more intelligent than what we give them credit for because the amount of money we're talking about is ridiculous, ridiculous amount of money, if it's true. So I think I was led to believe by someone who was uh, in the media was saying that generally a good draw card of sponsorship in breakfast radio in Australia is about uh, a million, a million and a half a year is the contract. These guys get an $8 million. You've got to come up with a lot more money. And it's somewhere in the vicinity of about oh, $200,000 a week that the station would have to come up with in sponsorships to offset that. So it's 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 crazy, crazy money. And, and there's the talk that radio isn't, as popular as it used to be and it's losing momentum and so look I don't know but what I will say is that um, while I refer to these guys at Clown I think they're either very intelligent or they've got brilliant managers I tend to think the latter um, and and that they've got you know and, and this is a so for people that don't know this is a breakfast radio show in Sydney Australia I think it might be beamed into other states I'm not entirely sure they're pretty well now, no, well known now um, across different television shows as well on the Ten Network. Now the other part that's come up is that they're supposed to be on the most hated celebrity list in Australia. I don't buy that because it's only media speculation or a publication speculation. Whoever fucking designed it, it's crap. Um, for people to say that they're number one and number two are the most hated, I don't think they are because their ratings, if the ratings are true to what they say, would prove otherwise. And I and I just I really don't get it. So to understand what the hype is about this, I listened to their show this week just to get my head around it, and it was a bit meh. Like, yeah, it's all right. Like, I guess their hourly show is broken down into fifteen minute quarters. Um, in that I think there's one, maybe two songs. There's a bit of banter, depending if they've got a guest in or they create a competition or getting feedback from their audience and then a whole heap of ads. So, again, I don't listen to radio on a daily basis. I listen to podcasts, right? And if you want to ask me about referring, I'll give you lists and lists of different podcasts I listen to because I find the whole medium of podcasting very fresh and very raw and gives you far more uh, reach into other areas you can go into 
where radio doesn't because, it, you know, you can't say this, you can't say that. No, it's, that's the gift of podcasting over radio. But I did listen to radio, so I didn't know what to expect, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't that entertaining. Um, I guess there's nothing really entertaining about the show. And in fact, if anything, I think they dumb it down. I really do think, because obviously they've got notes between them. They've spoken about what they're going to talk about. Kyle generally throws something in there to be outrageous and Jackie O plays the mum card and she wheels him in and and um, they dumb it down like, oh, I didn't know you were going to say that, that sort of you know, bullshit mentality, which I, I just don't buy. Um, so there's a lot that I didn't buy, um, but I think they dumb it down for their audience. And for instance, I've got a friend of mine or an ex-friend, and, and for good reason, um, and she was listened to it religiously, like loved it. You know, oh, I just – I'd say to her, what, what do you find amusing about it? What is it? Oh, you know, just like the things that Kyle says. And I think, really? Like, fuck, I don't get it. But she also believes that Kyle left his previous gig to go to this one because he bought the radio station. So I think that just gives you an idea of the intelligence of the audience. You know, um, Don't get me wrong. He's a very wealthy man because of it. And kudos to him, you know. I mean, in, in real terms, I wouldn't say I'm jealous of him, but I'm envious of the the contracts that he's been able to put together um, where I just think that he's just humdrum. So it wasn't it wasn't bad. I mean, for me, it's the struggle I have is the money that's being thrown at him because it's just a ridiculous amount of money, you know. Um, and, I, and it's just like, you know, banter and advertising and the typical show mix, I guess, you know, is is how their people relate to them. I, I, I suppose that's what you know what we all want to do. Um, on the other hand, kudos to them for signing such a powerful contract. I mean, albeit we actually don't know the correct amount because it's only really speculation, and no one, you know, let the truth get in the way of a good story. These guys love playing. The, oh, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Can't. Um, and the media, of course, you know, people swarm to it whenever they mention their names. People are all over it. I say uh, well done to a 48-year-old non-educated man that dresses like a teenager who runs the gauntlet of sexism and religious issues um, to, you know, be a shock jock, I guess is, is in all terms what he is. He's not on the same page as Howard Stern. He's not in the same realm as Joe Rogan and as entertainment and, and, and education. Um, I think that... You know, he sort of holds his own. He gets reined in by a woman who really should be driving a black thunder because she doesn't offer anything. You know, her 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 win to it is that if she yeah, you know, she married Phil O'Neill, or ugly Phil as he was known, who's a radio connoisseur flicking between Australia and England. And Phil O'Neill's the guy that gave her the O in her name. That's why Jackie O is Jackie O, because she's actually Jackie Henderson. But the truth is they're getting paid for success. I'm not sure what they were bringing to their sponsors and advertising, but they're bringing it in. And and, um, and if you listen to it, that's exactly what the majority of the show is, advertising. So give it a listen and see if the money's worth it.
Next thing I'm going to talk to is a little bit personal, and this is on the back of the Mars Singer. I don't think that that is by any means the greatest show. I am. I can only talk about certain parts about it because of uh, legal issues that are pending. But it's a bit personal for me. And, and on the back of The Masked Singer, firstly, I think it's quite ironic for Halloween. I probably should have saved it for Halloween, but anyway. Um, but it, this issue goes back a few years now. And these are the days when, you know, I was pitching around a few different ideas, different shows, uh, trying to get them off the ground. Just ideas I had. A bit of an ideas man. And... Um, one of them I tried to get off, and let's just say there's a legal dispute underway. So, you know, they've got their show. We can't compete with that now. But the first idea I put forward was called The Mask Router. And for those not up to speed in the word root, obviously because it's an Australian favourite, it means to have sex or to make love or simply just fuck, you know. A good old rooting. I think that means different things in different parts of the world. But anyway, so the show would consist of uh, contestants in costumes having sex with the judges in, a fr- in front of a, a live audience. Obviously, they'd be in costumes, a little bit like furries, I guess. I don't know. Um, so they have in, in front of a live audience as well as on like in TV, you'd get it live. Yeah, we went with live. And then they would have their own signature moves and the judges would give clues to the audience who they think they're getting dicked by. And then the people at home would have to guess as to who, they, who they've been having sex with. And unfortunately it was deemed too sexy for TV. They went, yeah, look, we can understand your concept, but if there's any, if there's any um, at any stage there's a, there's a glimpse of a wrecked penis, they get taken off the air. I said, well, no, because the, the costumes. And they said, no, 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 we can't, we can't do that. It's just, um, you know, you can't be saying cock. Okay. I said, what about vagine? They went, yeah, no, no, vagina's fine. Yep, no, no, no. But no cock. I went, okay. I went, well, fair enough. Okay, that's out. I said, what about, I've got another one. I said, something else to contemplate. If you don't like the sex, because sex on TV is deemed not acceptable, that's a whole other story for me because – so I come up with another idea anyway, which I thought was brilliant. It was called The Mask Killer. And the idea is that the mask contestants who are former celebrities get to kill current degrade celebrities live on stage. And the clues of, you know, how that had happened – or like the hidden hidden clues in the way that they kill them, for instance, like um, Gabriel Gattay, who's a TV chef, dresses up as a, a French revolutionary and kills Kyle Sanderlands with a guillotine live on stage, but you can't see that it's Gabriel Gattay, you know. And um, do we? Oh, maybe we could fake it. I don't know, but that's that's the sort of thing. And they went, you know, I said, and they said, give us another example. I said, all right, what about? Vanessa Amorossi dresses up like Cher and kills Jackie O with an ARIA award, like just stabs her straight in the, in the chest. 
And they said, we like that. Yeah, no, we like that, like that. But we might have a few issues with sponsorship. I said, well, surely sponsors, you know, don't run the show. And they went, well, you'd think that, would you? But it's actually wrong. They do run the fucking network. And I went, right, okay. They said, you got any ideas? I said, no, I haven't actually. I said, um, that's that's my two. That's that's what I put my effort into. They went, oh, look, we like where your head's at. We like your ingenuity. It's original. We like that. We're all about original content, which is fucking lies because there's nothing original on TV anymore. Whoever comes up with an idea overseas, everyone else copies it around the world and syndicates it. So, Because you think the Masked Singer was an Australian idea? No. They took my idea and they hijacked it with a Korean one. Fuckers. So that's where the court case is. Anyway, I thought, you know, as soon as I saw, saw um, the Masked Singer, I thought, you fuckers, you've, you've taken – You've taken something else and, and you've, you've taken my idea. So, you know, that's, that's why I guess I, for me personally, I point to it being a horrible fucking show because it's just pinching other people's ideas and and uh, what do they come up with? Fucking singers from the past. Although I, I, I was impressed by a couple. I'm not going to publicise it. If you haven't seen it, fuck it. You're not doing yourself any favours anyway. But um, there was a couple that come out. The judges are such pathetic, such pathetic actors. And uh, I'm going to shout out to my sister here because I actually thought she was an intelligent woman and she watched it like she was loving it like she was a kid again. So I have to say, Christy, in this situation, you were wrong. The show was horrible. The, the judges were fucking terrible, but I also understand that it's, I guess it's something you can just zone out and not have to think about. And that was the... Um, I guess that's a bulk of a lot of TV. I, I think if you have to watch TV that you're going to zone out, you're probably better off doing something else because there's far more entertaining things to do in life than um, be watching TV. If you're watching TV with fake actors on there, such as uh, the, the judges pretending they didn't know, fuck off, they knew exactly who it was and what they just accidentally at the end guess. Oh, that was such and such. Oh, you were so clever at guessing. Yeah, because you've been sitting backstage two hours before the show chatting and having a cigarette and talking about shit. So, no, don't fucking tell lies. That's the part that frustrates me about TV. People telling fucking lies. That sounds a bit angry, doesn't it? But I'm not. All right. Let's come back with an interesting story. Okay, this is my Instagram blurb. I'm coming out with this one. This is um, in honour of a woman on Instagram, better known as Rosie Rockets. Now, there's a whole group of people I follow on Instagram um, just to get an overview of different realms from people that call themselves influencers, the people that are in the media, people that are not in the media. Uh, I've got an interview coming up with a woman that's completely removed from the comedy aspect but she's a powerful woman who's getting on with her life who had a tragedy 
forced upon her this year, not for her own choice, when life was looking good, and how she's now overcoming that. So that'll come up um, possibly on a different podcast that I've got called um, – so that's what I'm talking about. And that, and that's literally the, the premise of that podcast. And I'll publicise a little bit more when it gets closer – is about that everyone's got a story to tell. And this is a story that happened oh, early March, around March. Yeah. And um, uh, it's a bit of a tragedy and I've only just approached it now. But anyway, I'll bring that up. But these are the sort of things that I follow across the likes of Instagram because I was late to the cause. I have never been – I don't spend that much time on it as compared to Twitter, but I should do. Because there's a lot of things that take place and people that inspire you. And next week's podcast, which is about sex and sexuality, I'm, I'm interviewing uh, a lovely uh, sexologist who's just come in the foray and I'm getting to know more about her and she's fantastic. But that was via Instagram because behind the fact that she's a sexologist, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on in her life and she puts it out there. So we'll talk about that. But anyway, this one I want to tell you about is – coolest Instagram name called Rosie Rockets and I didn't really pay attention I saw glimpses I guess last year but I haven't really paid attention but for the past four years but this being the fourth year Rosie Rockets has completed and and I, and I don't think she'd be upset by any means by checking her out on Instagram and seeing what she does and if you do it between now and the end of the month you'll you'll fully get an idea of what she does. But she participates in a thing called Frocktober. I've never heard of Frocktober before in my life. And what it is is that every day that you wear a dress and get a photo taken and post it for Frocktober um, because it's um, all about raising money for ovarian cancer. Now this is, uh, I guess, something that – I never heard of it until I saw her Instagram post. I actually donated today uh, and it's been something that's been on my mind. I've got to do it, I've got to do it, I've got to do it. I keep forgetting and then and she posts every day. What she also does is she posts, this is what I wore in 2016, 17, 18, 19, here I am again. So, And every post that she puts up is about raising. I don't know her involvement, if she's lost someone with ovarian cancer or she's just a good person. You know, I'm going to put it in the show notes. I put the link in for her on Instagram, but please check it out. And if you feel like it, please donate because it's obviously for a fantastic cause. I think anyone that does things like that off their own back to raise uh, awareness for other people is hugely, hugely, and uh, and it's, I think it's uh, what's the word? I would say hugely inspirational because. I don't know her story, as I say, but she's gone out of a way to do it. I'm really impressed by people that do it to impress upon others that, hey, this is a real concern. And, of course, the government doesn't make um, the funding easy to get for a lot of these. Of course, this is only one form of cancer, but particularly for ladies. When we talk about breast cancer, we talk about breast examinations being at the top of the foray. Ovarian cancer, getting your pap smears done, and being on top of it, again, it's a silent killer, but it's a massive killer. So 
I didn't want to get too serious and get political, but I wanted to say big shout out to Rosie Rockets. I think that um, I think for starters, I think she'd have a remarkable wardrobe. Um, that I don't know if she's ever seen. I've never seen her. At, well, I don't watch her that closely, but I, I've never seen her in the same dress twice. So she obviously shops up big for October. Maybe if anyone's listening out there, the sponsorship deal for her to wear their frocks every October because um, she frocks up for it every every year. And it's fantastic. So anyway, check it out. It's at Rosie Rockets on Instagram. I'll put the link in the in the um, show notes. But yeah, really remarkable young lady. And uh, yeah, good honour. I think it's a great thing. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to um, talk about on the last segment is um, some feedback I got. Now, I always ask for feedback and I suggest if you've got anything you want to talk about or you or you want to um, put forward a, an idea to discuss. Always open to that as well. And something that, that came up as, as I received an email and I'm pretty quick to respond or react I guess is the, the wording that first grabbed me. And I think at first I was a little bit um, overwhelmed by uh, the response. But basically what it was, and I'll just refer to the person as Dark Sim. That was part of their email address. And I, it was quite nasty. And they hadn't reviewed the podcast or given it any ratings that I'm aware of on iTunes, but, you know, that's a possibility. But basically what they were said was bringing into question, who am I and what do I stand for, I guess was. And and there was a lot more derogatory terms used, um, but that's okay. I'm I'm... I encourage people. So so for firstly, I got over the, the butthurt thing and went, okay, um, I ask you to, to comment, you know, and, and I expect some feedback. So that's that's what it was. So I got over the initial shock of someone's taking the time to tell me they don't like me or what it is I stand for. So one of the questions they asked or in the list of derogatory parts was, you don't mention who you are. You don't mention other your name other than K-Mac. So why are we interested or why are we bothered? Or In short, was who the fuck do you think you are? So I'm going to give you my best 90 seconds on who I think I am and why I guess I do what I do. So I, um, I've, I fell in love with podcasting oh, when it first kicked off. And I think one of the first people that really got me into it is a guy by the name of Robert Wagner. And he had a podcast that I first, that I discovered. I think he had ones prior, but he had one called Portland Sucks. And he was based in Portland. And he did a daily 
uh, podcast, breakfast show style. He, I believe he did out of his, out of his own studio, his own sort of setup. And unfortunately, it's not around anymore. And he was one of the few that I liked because he said what he wanted to say. He's not the actor, by the way, Robert Wagner. So let's, you know, not give him a bad rap. He was fucking amusing. He has a great radio voice. And he, I, li- I liked his humour. I just got him off the bat. I just got him straight away. And that was part and parcel of why I wanted to get into it. Now, I come from a, a history of never being afraid of so- to say what I believe and putting it out there. And Guerrilla Radio was born on the, on the uh, mantra of tell it how it is um, because sometimes people just don't want to hear the truth. And I'm not out to upset anyone's apple cart. I'm not up there to purposely persecute anyone or anything that they believe in. Like I encourage people. But I also encourage people to look outside the realms of, you know, the media that says this is the way it is, this is the way it is. And hopefully in the future I'll have a couple of interviews uh, with people that have actually been perpetrated in the media as not being or actually perpetrated as to not who they really are. So whoever it is, whatever show or whatever, they're, they're giving um, – they, they, they develop an ego or they develop a, a character for this person. They edit it accordingly. And it's really important for me to – that I, I want to talk to these people and I want to get them their point of view out there and I want to let them have their say. And with that – I talk about my opinions and I've got plenty of them. I don't always say they're right. I will admit and put my hand up if I'm wrong and there's been some things I've tweeted and I think, fuck, I go back. Oh, I say it at the time because that's how I feel and then I go back later and go, well, that was a bit harsh. But it's never ever a character assassination and it's never ever about attacking people. So in response to this person who questioned who I am, I guess uh, I want to put it out there. I've been married and I've been divorced. I've got two adult children. I grew up in the 70s and 80s and, you know, like all kids had a an interesting life. My parents were divorced when I was young. Um, I have a brother and a sister. My sister's a middle child. Yet she doesn't act like a middle child. She's She's, she's probably the smartest of the three of us. And my brother's considerably younger than me and, and fucking taller too. I don't like admitting to that, but he's tall. He's got a couple of inches on me in height. Which, um, as you get older, it seems like he's – I'm shrinking and he's getting taller. But no, anyway, so I've got a brother and a sister. I've got two kids. I've got one of each, male and, a boy and a girl, male and female. A boy and a girl who uh, are individualists in their own right and if anything I've taught them – I think their mother's taught them more than anything, but I think that I've taught them is – Stand up for yourself and don't take shit. Don't let, you know, don't be the person that's the punching bag and neither of them are. Um, what else can I tell you? I've been in relationships since my marriage has broken down. I was engaged uh, and it took me from my marriage to that nine years to find the one I thought was the one. And as it turned out, it wasn't. And she broke my heart. Now, that's not – that's life. This is what happens. But 
when people say, oh, you talk about this and you talk about that, I've got a fair fucking handle on heartbreak and disappointment and relationships that don't work and things that have been added to it or, you know, I've added to it. There's a whole thing. Mental illness, you know, I've been... Uh, I was diagnosed after my marriage with a mental illness. I don't, it's, there's, there's a bit of an issue with the diagnosis, but, you know, it's been something that I've uh, I've fought and dealt with for a long time now. Um, so much so the next section in my life, I'm, I'm a qualified counsellor. I've actually got a business degree and a marketing degree, but I'm moving into another sector of my life and I've got a, um, a diploma in counselling and I'm currently halfway through a degree in psychology and criminology. Now, not knowing that what potential I'm going to use those to, but the reason that I am who I am and I say that I'm KMAC is because that's a different world that I live in and to have this world can't cross over with that world. And it's not like it's likely that it will, but it's very important to separate the two. So when someone questions my... Uh, credibility and says, who the fuck do you think you are? I've lived a pretty pretty extensive life already and there's a lot to go. I've had uh, cousins die of drug overdoses when I was young. I had a girlfriend die when I was in my final year of high school. Um, I've had friends commit suicide after marriages break down. Um... I've witnessed the death of both, you know, two of my uh, grandparents that were close, that were closer to me than parents. Uh, I've seen the demise of mental health in both of my parents who both remarried and have different lives. Like, is, there's a lot that I've witnessed and a lot that I've been a part of. I'm happy to share that, right? I'm happy to talk about it. And it actually gives me a platform to talk about certain issues, now, I don't want to get all serious and lock it down, but that's when someone questions who I am, I feel I need to respond, and I'm not going to do this on a weekly basis. This is it. If you want to direct a question at me about something in particular, I'm more happy to talk about it, but what I want to do is go, I'm not just talking shit because um, I'm trying to climb up the, the podcast world. I'm, I'm talking about things that are relevant to people. I'm talking about things that make people laugh. I talk about things. I don't even touch on sport. I've played sport my whole life. I've played rugby league, football, rugby union, squash, cricket, baseball, uh, hockey. Um, you know, like, I don't, and, and I wouldn't say on a, a major competitive level, but I've played enough that I know what it's like to be part of a team and the camaraderie that goes. I'm still mates today with guys that I played football with and went to school with rugby league with and went to school with. And we still talk rugby league stories about years ago because there's a camaraderie. I understand what it's like to win. I understand how what it's like to get close and lose. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to grow up in a country like Australia that, that sport is a big, uh, a big deal. Like, and, and, and it is uh, a, a well – well, the theory in Australia is – Keep Put your kids in the sport and it keeps them out of trouble. That's the theory. And for the best part, I guess it works. So um, not only have 
how I, I've played sport. I've watched my two kids come through sport. My son played uh, reps in football, and football's my love. My daughter played baseball, uh, sorry, netball. Uh, she had to go at football. She went, yeah, I liked it, Dad, but it's not my thing. And I went, yeah, that's okay. But, you know, had a crack. Um, what else? And this person point out to me. Uh, about being a dad. Okay. I'm a dad. I've got a dad bod. That's what I'm working on. Um, I love being a dad. But my kids are at an age where... They make their own decisions, but I'm privileged enough to be involved in their decision-making process. Whether, when, if, it, if it's a serious thing, they'll throw it back to me or they'll ask me for my point of view. It doesn't mean they'll do it, but that's where we're at. And I love that part of it. So as it was put to me, I was probably a shit dad. Uh, I don't think so, but I'm far from the perfect dad. Uh, mental health, yeah, as I said, 20 years I've dealt with it. Um, True friends I've got some amazing friends I've got a lot of acquaintances But I can count my true friends On one hand And These are people that Stick through thin and thick and thin And and, you know some of their relationships have gone Way way past the point of, Of what you know People in your life but It's just like picking up the next day One of my mates in particular who I'm dying to get on the podcast I probably talk to him on a daily basis. So, you know, I have friends. I'm not missing out. That's not to say I'm not lonely because I am. I'm not in a relationship. Uh, the last one on, on again, off again thing was just fucking hell and was not worth the drama and the the nastiness and the pain and the shit that comes out of people's faces when they don't mean it but they just say it to get their point across is fucking terrible. Um, what else? What do I stand for? That was put to me. Uh, for me, it's about honesty, freedom of speech. You get to say what you want. If you believe what you're telling is the truth and you're going to put it out there, then say it. You know, we, we, we can't live in society where we're frightened to, to give something that we believe in. You know, if you believe in it and you're passionate about it, get on board, say it. Fuck, like, you can't, you can't, you know... Hold back from who you are as a person And I think that that's Indicative of who we really need to be today Is like, you know, this is who I am Or, And if you haven't Haven't really worked out who you are Just take time out and do it Because it's such a powerful thing And people go, oh, of course I know who I am Yeah, do you? Not always We fall into a, a routine Or we fall into a uh, a day-to-day schedule that might be run by a partner or ourselves or what we think is right, but are we doing the right thing? You know, take that time out to to really work out who we are and what we want. You know, what I say to my kids is I don't give a fuck if you want to make a living out of digging holes, but if it makes you happy and you want to dig those holes, get in there. But every day that you do something that you love is a bonus. And that's what I stand for. I want people to, to be happy. Life's too short not to be happy, you know. Don't be fucking miserable. You know, I'm, I'm positive that when I decided that it was time to leave my wife, not only was I doing me a favour, but I was doing her a favour because the two of us were both unhappy. And sometimes people stay together even though they're unhappy 
because of financial debts or monetary situations or they think, oh, this is just what you do or, you know, the, the religious um, guilt that, that, you know, they can't leave. And the truth is, you know, we just need to be here to be happy. Um, and I want this person, even though the horrible fucking things that they wanted to point out and say about me, I want them to be happy. I would rather that they go, you know what, I don't like you, I don't like your podcast, but I'm happy that, you know, I'll pass it on, just not, you know, attacking people. Um, structured argument, back it up with facts, that's what I'm about, you know. Just know what you're talking about. It's, I'm a scientist in, in many ways and I think like a scientist and, and you know, you, you've got to, you can't say something outlandish without backing it up. And I'm not saying that you have to be scientists to do that. You just have to think through. Uh, love and passion. I'm a big believer in love and being in love. And uh, and that waking up and knowing you're in love and the passion for someone else and just knowing that that day is going to be a good day because you've got that person, that's what I believe in. And I think everyone's entitled to it. It makes me sad when people deny themselves the opportunity to be in love because they think it's too hard or they've been hurt before or they've had a loss. Like, there's every reason why you should get up and keep fighting. And it's called life, you know, and, and it's just love it and, and live it like you love it. That's, that's my latest thing is just, you know, live it like it's real and you own it. Uh, equality, I guess, is the other thing. I don't believe in, and, and you know, the, the interviews and, and discussions that I have are, are generally with females. And the reason that is is because uh, I believe in equality, and I don't um, want to be a sexist um, misogynist. And I grew up in a society that does point in that direction. But also, I have to tell you, it's so fucking hard to organise men to do podcasts or to talk on them. It's, it's Everything's a drama to me. Everything's too hard. And the females that I approach and the women that I approach are like, yep, I'm down with that. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm, I'll be happy to do that. That's fine. You know, so uh, I believe in equality. I understand a lot of issues about women uh, sexually and, and physically. I became an advocate of understanding women's bodies early on in my years in science um, and I w had a single mother. I watched her go through a lot of issues. I've been married and obviously I have a close relationship and I guess it's just I like asking questions and I like being involved so that's something. Now, all of this is who I am um, but at the end of it, I'm K-Mac that does a podcast and I just try to provide a bit of entertainment and a bit of fun and a few laughs and get a spin on the world. That's who I am. And the person who wrote me, if they do listen to this, and I, I hope that that sort of gives you some justification as to how I talk about myself and, you know, I'm not, I'm not focusing in on me. I want to put it out there and focus on others. If you wanted to come on and have a chat, I'd be more than happy to do so. But understand that it's not meant to be about attacking anyone or derogatory in any way. It's purely about light entertainment and it's the love of podcasting, right? 
I'm into it. It's what I love. And uh, yeah, I, and, I, and I would recommend, as I said, I've got a couple of other things I'm working on, other podcasts that are coming up outside of the Zero Fox one. I'm getting back to a really moving interview coming up on um, That's What I'm Talking About. I've also got Podcast Blast coming out on Wednesday this week, which is a week late. Um, but yeah, so that's that's who I am. That's who KMAC is, that's who Gorilla Radio is and that's what we stand for. And the idea is open forum and a platform for people to discuss things and to get it off our, get it off my chest. This is what I want to talk about. This is what people want to do. This is what we want to engage with. Now, in saying that, Dark Sim, I hope I've answered your question. I hope I haven't bored you with useless information. There's a lot of useless information there. Um... I have good relationships with people, friends, um, and I don't think that I come across as a total fucking idiot like you sort of categorise me as. I'm not a Rhodes Scholar, but I'm not a dum-dum either. So please understand, I thank you for your time and, and patience for, for filling out uh, on the, on the feedback and, and giving me some feedback. It was good. It was a good, honest thing. That's how you felt and that's what's important to you and, and I appreciate that. And, and I've given you 15 minutes of air. Here it is. I've explained who I am. I explain what I do. And I think that pretty much covers all of it. So anyway, we're going to wrap this up because I've just rambled on about a lot of shit. I didn't want to get down this path, but I have for, for, for certain reasons and, and that's the way it went. So anyway. Yeah, I think that's been a big day. Now, uh, I've got a joke of the week which will come up shortly. Shout outs. I want to talk about a really interesting podcast. I'll put the link in. Everyone probably knows it, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan does a really good interview with Ed Snowden. I haven't seen the YouTube clip for it. I've listened to the podcast. Ed Snowden lives in Russia. I'll go and give you the short version, not the long one because it's a long interview. I think it's two hours, but uh, Ed Snowden's on the run from CIA and FBI out of America. He's now ended up in Russia, not through choice, uh, but that's where he's based, that's where he lives, um, and he's a whistleblower. And basically this talks about his book, which is out. Um, I don't forget the name of it, which pisses me off, so I apologise, I'll put the show notes in. But have a listen to him talking to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan talks a lot generally and interacts. He really lets Ed Snowden just run. And and the idea is he talks about how our phones are spying on us, the access that government has to our phones and all the things that he came out and told people about that the government's tried to shush him up. It's not a heavy interview, but it's just some really good information as to what's going on in the world. So that's my shout-out. Uh, again... Big shout out to Rosie Rockets. I think she's fantabulous. And and um, Frocktober. Get on board Frocktober and donate. Donate via Rosie Rockets. But I'll put the link up um, tonight so you can get access to it and um, before the end of the month's out. Okay. Till next time. Don't forget, next time we're talking to Alexandra. She is the sexologist. She's looking forward to our chat. And um, wow, there's some interesting things we're going to talk about. So until next time.
Thank you for listening to the Zero Fox podcast.
This is the part where you should be hanging around and listen to the end and some of you don't. So, first things first. Don't forget you can get me on social media at um, gorilla underscore KMO on Twitter or Gorilla Radio on uh, Instagram. You can email me direct at KMAC, KMAC, K-M-A-C, at gorillaradio.com.au or, of course, feedback at gorillaradio.com.au, which has been discovered this week. And I just want to close this out with joke of the week. I'm not going to tell you where I got this from, but you'll understand it's uh, topical. But why did Frankenstein shave his legs? Because he got sick of being called a lesbian. Thanks very much. See you next time.